Welcome to the one and only Circle City Cinema with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. Hello. Welcome into Circle City Cinema. The Bat Pod is finally here a month after it released in theaters. Released on HBO Max today on April 18th. And to celebrate this joyous occasion, I am joined by two of my good friends. One of whom, a fellow member of the Running Hook Podcast Network, Bryce Shetty. Yes, back on cinema, man. How long have we been planning this? We've been, I've been talking about it for a while. The Bat Pod. Well, I wanted, we were going to do it last week, but schedules didn't match up. But it actually works out because it comes out on HBO today. Everybody can see it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it already, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but it's an awesome movie. Three hours of awesomeness for the Batman. Uh, and then also joining us, my good friend, Cooper Ogle. It's been quite a long time, Zach. Quite a long time. I think the last time you were on might have been uh, the Lambs pod. Was that it? Or was oh, there an Oscars pod? Hell, dude, that was like a year ago. I know. I don't know. Either the Lambs, I think it was the Lambs pod because we did that last that year. That was a good pod. Because that was the, t- the 30th anniversary. But whatever. We are here to talk about Matt Reeves, the Batman. This is the fourth time a Batman film has been featured on the pod. We did the Dark Knight trilogy back in the summer of 2020. Um, may need revisited at some point, but not today. We're talking about the Batman. But first, I want to get you guys' general thoughts on the movie before we get into things we've seen lately. A lot of people said it was better than The Dark Knight. Those people are wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, this is a great movie. I think it's the best movie since The Dark Knight, the best Batman movie since The Dark Knight. I know there's a lot of people who ride or die for The Dark Knight Rises, but this is <laughs> this was better than The Dark Knight Rises. Um uh, so I'll start with Cooper here because I really haven't, you and I have talked about it a little bit, but I don't know where you put it in terms of Batman films. So I'm going to put it at number two after the dark Knight. I mean, I was never a big fan of the dark Knight rises really thought the ending was weak. Batman begins. I'd put just below the Batman, but definitely number two. Really, really enjoyed it. Now, I went in having no expectations for it. I remember when they first announced Robert Pattinson as Batman back in, what was that, 2018, I believe? Yeah, I think so. That was when I first heard about it, and I was excited for it. I mean, I started to get on the Robert Pattinson train around that time with all of his weird films. Good Time has got to be one of my top favorite films of oh, it's so good. his work. It's a good movie. And I need to see... High Life just picked that up recently. Yeah. So love it. Uh, yeah. Robert Pattinson. I mean, he was in Tenet uh, last year. He was in that Netflix movie, The Devil All the Time. So he's definitely branching out. He was good in that, by the way. Getting away from the Twilight, not stigma, but the, fran- the franchise, the franchise feel to him. Him and Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Uh, Bryson. You and I have talked about the Batman a lot. Give the listeners your thoughts. Man, I 
I was kind of going in. I, I knew it, it, it. There was no way it could be better than the Dark Knight. With a, with a first movie like that, if you're going to do a trilogy or a series out of that, it can't be better than you know a second or third movie. I just didn't think that was possible. But I mean, it it, it came close. It came close. I, I remember Zach, you sent me your review, your official review right before I went and saw it and you gave it an 8.5. And honestly, I thought that was pretty spot on after I got done with the movie. I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably about right. No higher than that. Really enjoyed it. Pattinson was awesome. Different take on Bruce Wayne. I thought it was good for the direction that they were going. So I loved it. I, I'm excited. I want to watch it this week. We have prior obligations, unfortunately, uh, but I am definitely going to watch it very, very soon. Yeah, I mean, I still stick with the 8.5 rating. Um, my initial thought was the the ending was too over the top for how the plot had gone up to that point when the city flooded. But I've come around on it. I've come around on it. Uh, it definitely didn't ruin the movie, that's for sure. Um, but I've come around on the ending. And then, of course, they released a scene featuring the Joker, which uh, was a pretty good scene. But we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, we all think I think we all have it second behind the Dark Knight. I think all three of us do. So yeah, pretty pretty high praise for Matt Reeves as the Batman. But uh, things we've seen lately, I'll throw it. Uh, I'll throw it to I'll throw it to Bryson first. Things we've seen lately. Man, it's been a it's been a while since we've done one of these. So I've watched a lot between then. But I, the biggest one for me and. You know, laugh at me if you want. I don't care. I uh, I had my first viewing of Shawshank Redemption, yes. and um, it was it was. I wasn't sure. Like, okay, I see the high rating. Like, I understand a lot of people argue it as the best movie of all time. Well, it lived up to the hype, folks. It definitely did. It's just a good all around story. Great acting. Great plot. Uh, I would. It holds up. It holds up even today. What was it? Nineteen ninety four. I think it was. I mean. It, Totally holds up. I'd rewatch it again if I could. Um, so that's, I did watch that. Um, been in Moon Knight, of course. Moon Knight has been pretty awesome. Really enjoyed that. Oscar Isaac is, uh, I think he's really good for that role. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Well, we got three weeks left. Yeah, three weeks left. Three, three, three weeks episodes. left. Yeah. So um, I've been in that. And then uh, myself and, and uh, Abby, we uh, just finished Catching Killers on Netflix. Ah, yes. Oh, man. Um, it really doesn't take you long to get through them all. There's not a whole lot of episodes. So if you're a fan of true crime, uh, definitely give that one a watch. Cover some things that you might have heard of and you've definitely heard of if you're a true crime fan. So that's really what I've been in lately. All good stuff for sure. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Well, the Shawshank Redemption definitely a top ten movie of all time. It's the highest rated movie on IMDb. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Nine point three. Um, I mean, definitely the best prison movie of all time. I don't think anything comes close. It's just well, hold on, The Rock is incredible. Stop. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I just okay. want to point out. It's part of the Criterion collection. It is. Are Never we, are we gonna that. are we gonna start doing are, are we cage dick writing? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> we I've already been doing do it since day one. Geez. We already do that. We already do that. This is, this is not what I signed up for. I had a whole monologue on why he should play Lex Luthor. 
Oh my gosh. Speaking of which, with Cage, though, with what I've watched recently was Leaving Las Vegas. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I think it's quite possibly the greatest acting of any film of all time. I really do. Yeah. Which, no, he had very high praise for it. Love or hate you with that. You know, if you're not an alcoholic, you're going to hate the film. Yeah, he had very high praise for it because Cage won the Oscar for that movie. And then he did like adaptation also. And adaptation, yeah. Adaptation. He did movies like that, like Oscar chasing. And then after that, he just like said, fuck it. I already have my Oscar. I'm going to do whatever I want. And he's been well, doing whatever he's wanted for, for 20 years. Well, after that, the feds got him. Like they got Wesley Snipes. Yeah. I mean, the feds, God damn the feds. Damn it to yeah, hell. You hate to see it, man. Damn it to hell. The feds always get you. But, but he's back. He's better back. Than ever. We have, uh, he had pig last year and now yes, we have, when are we doing a pod on pig? I need the pig pod. We'll do a pig pod. <laughs> Don't Thank worry. God. It's in my it's in my schedule. Don't worry. Pig pod. And then uh of course we have the the massive weight. Massive weight of unbearable talent. Or the unbearable weight of yeah. massive talent. Yeah. My mistake. My mistake. But yeah. He cage. He's back. Uh is that all Cooper? Is that all you've seen? Uh no, I watched Mo Better Blues the other night. That's right. Trying to work through my Spike Lee pack. I really love his dialogue. Love it. Um, That's amazing. I watched through, well, when we were supposed to go see the Batman together and uh, a rat <laughs> decided to fuck up my car. You had a rat's nest in your car. Yeah. The theme of the rat involving the Batman. <laughs> La rata. And uh, I got Zach to watch for the first time. Olympus has fallen. Yeah. Oh, oh. Antoine Fuqua. Brainless. <laughs> Brainless. It's a good film. Brainless. Listen, listen here's a, it was brainless. not as, it was brainless, yes, but it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. All of them are the same. That entire series is the same <laughs> wrong, movie wrong, in different wrong. cities. It's the same. <laughs> Look, the third no, let one. Let him defend it. Let him defend the it. The third one really changed it up. All right. Second uh, one, I'll admit, by far the most brainless. <laughs> Not a big fan of the second one, but first one, fantastic. Third one, nice plot to it. You know, honestly, nice change of pace. And it's got Nick Nolte looking like hell. He's playing, yeah, of course. He played in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> well, remember when we got the same movie in the same year at the same time? White House down and Olympus is falling. <laughs> right, the look, exact same thing. All I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is. If you ever need a movie drinking game, here's what you do. You start with the White House down. You drink to every American flag you see. You don't want to drink to the same one, but oh my flags, lapel pins, they all count. Then you fold up with Olympus Fallen. Same rules. Then to finish it off, Independence Day. But there's two extra rules. Number one, you drink whenever they say, Mr. President, along with drinking to the American flags. And then you also finish your drink once they blow up the White House. All right. Uh, oh, and classic. I forgot, the last rule, you have to chug during the entirety of the president's speech at the end. Uh, that's fair. I have not made it more than like 20 minutes into that film. I've tried it three different times. I haven't done it. Well, you and I did the game... <laughs> Uh, no, the game's Olympus's. a different movie. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to pause the pod and come over to your house and kill you. 
we played that game, the American flag game during Olympus has fallen. Uh, we played it. You remember that? Cause I don't <laughs> <laughs> remember we started it. That's good. That's good. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know the movie was good. Right. That's why I got so many selfies that night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happens. Uh, for me, I watched Ad Astra. Me and Cooper watched Ad Astra. Disgusting. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you don't like it? it? No, the no, movie he doesn't sucked. like it. He doesn't it was, like it. The movie sucked. You're entitled to your own opinion, but it's wrong. <laughs> the cinematography was great. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the visuals. I thought the movie sucked. I'll never watch it again. Very forgettable performance. Um, do you like Interstellar? Yeah, I do. That's okay, like a- it's essentially the same thing from a different viewpoint without all the time travel aspect of it. I, it's I more do. grounded. I, I guess. Nah, I'm never going to watch it again. This is what he does, Cooper. He sees a movie and he's like, you know what? Never. Never going to watch it again. I, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you like in a year. I'd be like, oh, you, you remember Ad Astra? He'd be like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> so it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Where, where does it rank free in Brad Pitt films? Interesting story with a twist. Where, where is know. it? That's not, not very high. Not very high. high. You, you are correct in that the acting is a bit forgettable. It's not bad, but it's not memorable. I don't good. remember. I remember like I remember almost none of the plot. It was I. It was just very forgettable. I spent money to go see that. <laughs> And it was money well spent. It was not. It was not. <laughs> well, outstanding visuals. That's the point, right? And we looked it up. It wasn't even nominated for visual effects. What was it nominated for, Cooper? Very sound? Yeah, sound. Yep. Like sound fucking bullshit. Which it was also fantastic at. Yeah, it was. It made you feel like you were on the surface of the moon. And what, Brian Tellerco gave it four out of four? RogerAver.com. Yeah. Uh... But 2019, phenomenal year for Brad Pitt. He produced this, and then he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and won his Oscar. So, solid, solid year for Bradley. No, that's a forgettable film. No, no, no. Okay, no, wrong. You know what? We're gonna watch wrong. that for movie night this week, just so you can see. Just so you can see. Oh, just so I can see more feet shots that All take right, me out of the film go. every time. Here Have you go. seen it? Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Whatever. <laughs> All right. My next one was uh, me and Bryce watched this Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Uh, uncut. Uncut. The uncut version with the Joker's unedited death. Uh, it's in the running for the best animated Batman film. Uh, it's it's definitely in the running. Mark Hamill returns <laughs> as the Joker, reprising his role from the animated series. Um. Just a classic movie. It still, still holds up from from the childhood, so it's great and a great series as well. Uh, then I saw Morbius in theaters. Uh, me, me, and the lovely Abigail ventured to see Morbius. <laughs> you, Listen, you were the only two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were there were probably uh, twenty people in the theater. Look, I'm a Venom fan. I didn't even go see Morbius. All I know is that Jared Leto is popping off online in some groups, right? People are (laughs) worshipping it. And he tweeted out today just a picture of him 
someone hung his picture on a wall and it's just some grandma praying to it thinking that he's Jesus. <laughs> All right, the, the memes have been incredible. I don't understand the massive hate. Like, I understand some of the hate. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good movie, but, like, it's not... It's better than 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Goddamn. Like, it's not... It's not that bad. I don't get it. But Leto was solid. I won't give away the PS scene. It was a little messy, but I don't give a fuck. It did, it did its job. You are looking. so blinded by your, by your Spider-Man hate, or your Spider-Man no, love. I'm you not, are so blinded. Maybe so, but I'm not looking for a lot of substance in these Sony movies. All right, just add more to the Spider-Man universe, please. I'm All never right. looking for any substance in any superhero film. <laughs> That's fair, but like, like Venom Two, not a lot of substance, but entertaining as hell. It was good. It was only an hour and a half. Like, was it better than the first? Because the first one sucked. I thought it was better than the first. Yeah, I thought it was equal or maybe a little bit better. Yeah. I thought Harrelson was. Thought he played it well. Thought yeah, he played Carnage good. very well. Yeah. And then, of course, Moon Knight, like Bryce said, uh, I think it's in the running for the best original Disney Plus MCU show. Uh, Ethan Hawke really tapping into the David Koresh cult leader vibes. So that's that's great. And then, of course... Huh? I was going to say, does it really count as an original show when it's just an adaptation? Disney Plus original. Fair enough. So, and then uh, No Country for Old Men. Me and Cooper watched this last week. Uh, one of my Always top ten. Classic. One of my top ten favorite movies. Yeah, I think Trigger might be the greatest villain to ever grace the scene. Evil. Screen. Evil incarnate. And then some news, little bits of news. Uh, I know Cooper will bust over this. Dune 2 begins filming in july yeah baby yeah baby chalamet (laughs) chalamet baby begins filming in july uh we'll have a dune pod soon thank Um, god yes and a villeneuve pod and a villeneuve pod and a pig pod just for you sir uh, Dune 2, what are we expecting in this movie? Because uh, we're definitely more Zendaya, that's for sure. Um, what are we expecting? Just another banger. Awesomeness, yeah. I'm yeah. very excited for that. We saw that in IMAX. That's yeah. an experience. I saw it in IMAX with both you guys. Was, I want yeah. them to bring back Lynch for, I think it's supposed to be the third or fourth book. I haven't read through all of them, trying to work through them, where there's, I think it's the God Emperor Doom, the Dune, where there's... Um, the worm, the Leto 2 worm or whatever. I think Lynch just needs to cover that one. I know he did his Dune in the 80s, but he was very restrictive at the time of a lot of different factors. And seeing him come back for that, where it's just weird, I think he'd kill it. Honestly, the 84 Dune, was it that bad? Was it that bad? No, if you know nothing I don't about think so. Dune then I think that one's perhaps even a bit more approachable because I've heard a lot of people have talked recently. They didn't like the current Dune because they said, oh, it was too hard to follow. And that's one of those that really is great for rewatches, even though I didn't think it was that hard to follow. Sure, there were some terms I didn't know, but I knew I knew most of them going into it. But I didn't know ahead of time. You know, when the trailers dropped is when I started looking into it. And I really didn't think it was that unapproachable. And I'd argue the 84 one is even more so. 
But when that movie came out in theaters, they did actually hand out lists to people in theaters of definitions of all the words. See, that's with cool. pronunciation guides. Mm. That's cool. That makes sense. It's a nice souvenir too. Well, Zach, we are getting the lovely Florence Pugh. That's right. I forgot. I forgot about that. I knew there was somebody new. Well, there's going to be quite a few. I I mean, her, I mean, Javier Bardem. Javier coming back. Yes. 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 Florence Pugh is in everything nowadays. So. Yeah. I remember Robert Pattinson said he wants to be a part of a Dune. Yeah, he did. And honestly, fuck it. Let That's him. it. I'm yeah, in. at this I'm point. In. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Let him. Cooper just went into a coma. Pattinson. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then finally, before we get into the movie itself, the Bryce Shaddy Memorial Please Miss Me Award for something you just can't, you're, you're not here for. Uh, I'm actually going to go first. I'll go first. Yeah, go go for it. I think I know where you're going with this. So this is old news, but oh, okay. Will Smith banned for a decade from the academy. <laughs> all right. Listen, he should not have done what he. I'm just gonna keep this short. He should not have done what he did. All right, it's an embarrassing moment. But are you fucking shitting me? All the people you have not banned, I don't even have to list them off because there's so many. The Predators. Yeah, the round of applause for Polanski. The round of applause for Polanski, the booing of a Native American activist when Brando won for The Godfather. Like, I don't need to, whatever, whatever, whatever. Cooper, go. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking recently the Fantastic Beast films where they replaced Johnny Depp with Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, it's not like the films are that great to begin with, but come on, that's bullshit. I like Mads, yeah. but they, no. It is bullshit. It is bullshit. Mm. Bryson. Well, this one, this one came out today. This one came out today. Uh, I know Zach was was uh, pretty upset at this one, I, and this this is pointless to me as well. <laughs> I wonder what Cooper thinks of this Minecraft movie. Oh, I did hear about that. Jason I mean, I- Momoa to star. Why? Why are we doing this? Here's my thoughts. He's not going to play Steve. He's going to be some guy who kind of like wakes up in the Minecraft world, having no idea what's going on. It's going to be like an action adventure at the beginning until he meets Steve in the town. Who's going to be some guy who helps him out. It's probably going to be like Channing Tatum or something, you know, someone really personable who, even though Jason Momoa already is, but you know, it's going to be someone who, Oh, it's going to be Ryan Reynolds. That's who it's going to be. I could see that. And there's just going to be some sort of buddy action. They got to go fight the Ender dragon. I mean, well, miss me on this please. I won't watch this. I don't care. There was a Lego <laughs> movie and it was good. There's an emoji movie. Lego movie was good. Saw. <laughs> there's, there's the Barbie movie coming out next year with, a lot of Margot actresses Robbie. in it. Yeah, That's yeah. worth your watch right there. Margot Robbie. Look, if they could do that, they could do a Minecraft film. Because at least Minecraft, they had the Telltale games for the whole character storyline arc. They have, you know, the achievements in it to kind of follow through with a bit of the story in the game. You could technically beat and do a speed run in Minecraft. So it's not as bad as it seems. Plus, the music's going to be a banger. That's a fact. So the Batman... Uh, 2022, a solid year for movies so far. I think it's on the short list for the best film of the year. I mean, would you guys, would you guys agree? 
Yeah, so far. Yeah, I'm honestly trying to think what else came out in theaters that would compare or even what other major um, events or I guess even on streaming services, what else has come out that compares? I really can't think of anything. I can't think of anything either. I mean, this is probably the biggest movie of the year so far, unless I'm just totally blanking on something. It already crossed the one billion point, right? It's close. Yeah, I think it's 750 mil. I think is what they said. And that's just it's getting there. Yeah. Um, Every single performance is fantastic. I want to know, I'll start with Bryson, your favorite performance in the movie that wasn't Robert Pattinson. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, for me, obviously, Paul Dano stuck out. I mean, the way he portrayed that, if, if you know Paul Dano, if you've watched other things with Paul Dano on it, you know that he was he was going to be able to pull off this character, right? He's played the mysterious, creepy characters. I mean, look at Prisoners. I mean, just go look at that movie right off the bat there. So I, he was probably my, my favorite performance. I know that's really cliche and, and very obvious, but it really was. I really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy... Uh, uh, the Catwoman character as much. So I know she did a, she did a really good job. Zoe did a great job, but I think Paul did, did the best besides Pattinson. Over. I'm uh, really sad. Paul didn't have the shit beat out of him considering all the memes regarding it, you know, cause yeah, prisoners, Alex Jones and prisoners. Fantastic. But my favorite yeah. is probably, I think it's Colin Firth or Farrell. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell playing the penguin. I didn't even recognize him. (laughs) I thought he killed it. He did kill it. And he was also my favorite. And I think uh, I have a theory on him. I told Bryce. I don't know if I told you, Cooper, but I think Colin Farrell, who was bullseye in the 2003 Daredevil movie. Uh, I think he knew he was so bad in Daredevil that he had to nail this beyond a doubt. And he fucking did it. He fucking did it. Because he knew if he didn't nail it, he'd be done with this genre forever. And this genre is dominating the industry right now. So he cannot afford to suck in this movie. And he was awesome. He fucking killed it. He would have made Danny DeVito proud for carrying on the mantle of the Penguin. Uh, It's just amazing that something this good came from such a complicated pre-production. I mean, I'm going to read all this. I mean... Development began in 2013. Ben Affleck was cast as Batman. He was signed on to direct, produce, co-write, and star in the movie. Had the same title, The Batman. Uh, It was set to focus on the detective skills of Batman, but Affleck had reservations and he dropped out, probably because Justice League, the theatrical cut sucked. And this more movies in the DCEU than not sucked. So Matt Reeves took over and rewrote the story and he removed every DC extended universe connection to form a separate Batman universe. And he drew inspiration from uh, year one, which is a great book. Um, the long Halloween and ego, which I've never heard of honestly, but uh, this little, this little blurb here I got, was very intriguing and <laughs> Cooper brought up the game 
earlier <laughs> and it comes up in this. <laughs> so Affleck and Jeff Johns, who did everything he could to run DCU into the ground. Uh, they finished the first draft in March of 2016. It was set after the events of Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. The script told an original story inspired by comic book elements and approach that Affleck compared to Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman story with specific influence on from Arkham Asylum, a serious house on a serious earth, which is probably the scariest comic book I've ever read. And then Nightfall, which is the famous storyline where Bane breaks Batman's back. And as well as the video game Batman Arkham Asylum, which if you've heard me on this pod before, you know how I feel about those games. Uh, cinematographer Robert Richardson, who I believe has done a lot of work with Quentin Tarantino, was attached early in the development, and he confirmed the script was set in Arkham Asylum. I'm already <laughs> nut. Marty Nutt. Uh, uh, it featured Deathstroke orchestrating a breakout at Arkham to tire Batman and make him vulnerable before fighting him in the streets of Gotham during the climax of the movie. Batgirl was planned to appear and help Batman out. Jeff John said the film would also explore the death of Robin, the Jason Todd Robin, which was hinted at in Batman v Superman and the Snyder Cut. Jeremy Irons said he would reprise his role as Alfred and Joe Manganiello, who, of course, Flash Thompson, Cooper, Flash Thompson, was cast as Deathstroke in September. I wouldn't want to fight me neither. Manganiello explained that Deathstroke believed Batman was responsible for his son's death and was depicted as systematically dismantling Batman's life and killing those close to him. He compared the story to David Fincher's The Game. That is really dark. That, that is just that is incredibly dark. That's almost too dark. Like my goodness. <laughs> I'm fine with it being dark, but thank God we didn't get that because I don't see how that's supposed to work as really a detective story. It just I don't know. That seems like it would have been. Well, where do you place. go from that? Like, how do you build off of that? Listen, I would have watched that shit. Oh, I absolutely would have watched it. I'm just like, all right, well, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do to top that? Um, well, right. A movie set in Arkham Arkham Asylum. Where do you go with the Batman character after that? Cause right. What's left to what's left for him to do or to, I mean, to do all this for other than the people of Gotham? It seems like it'd make a good horror film. You know, I know the only time a superhero horror film has ever really been tried before that was that Brightburn. I think is what it was called. Yeah, right. And Never saw it. Or Sixteen. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people didn't see it. I read a synopsis because it seemed interesting, but it seems like it falls apart. Where it's just basically, what if Superman was raised to be evil, or he just turns out to be evil? And you mm. know, the whole idea of you know Batman in this dark Arkham Asylum, it could work, but not as a regular superhero film, and not within that established universe. It it would not have worked. I like the comparison to the game, but they've been doing this a lot. This is a thing directors do now where they'll take a movie in this genre and they'll just be like, they'll just compare it to a really great movie that's not in this genre. Well, this goes back to our originality argument, right? Like how often do we see anything that's like original where you don't compare it to anything? You just go make something. 
We don't get like, that anymore. The thing with uh with Joker, everybody compared it to Taxi Driver. Like me and Cooper have talked about many times. Yeah, I, there's absolutely parallels to that. Absolutely. But that one, I always hate how people get upset about it. Like, oh, it's just ripping it off without realizing Scorsese was an executive producer on it. Right. I mean, people are dumb. It's, <laughs> it's very much meant to be representative of that and King of Comedy. And De Niro was in the fucking movie. And literally, the director, you know, didn't even argue against it. You know, if he was trying to argue against like, oh, no, it's its own thing, then that'd just make it dumb. Sure. But. I mean, I guess no, if you worked. can repack, yeah, I Don't, guess if you can repackage the the uh, the classics and give them and put them in characters that are recognizable, I guess it works. The one that pisses me off the most is whenever I hear people talk about the Captain America films, which I like the first one, uh, second one. Oh yeah, this was fine. They're they're all fine, but hearing and I think it was Feige who this first said it to get hype. But hearing people say, oh, it's a political thriller for the Winter Soldier. Fuck off. <laughs> Sit on a cactus and spin. All right, you want a political thriller? Go watch the Parallax View, all right? Go watch something that's all actually the President's Men. Thriller. Yes, that's all part of the Paranoia Trilogy by Warren Beatty. I never heard that. I've never heard it uh, called a political thriller. Oh, I've yeah. Never heard Reddit loves to say that. And it's like, please go touch grass. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, that doesn't even cross my mind. Like, oh, yeah, that was what? They have they like say, one scene of it, you know, when he's grabbing the briefcase from the car. But they do like oh, the first find. one's the war movie. The second one's okay. the, the conspiracy spy movie. And then the third one is just an Avengers movie. That's what people. Okay. Some people are. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. It's the best trilogy in the MCU. Like I don't know. It, 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 it is like, and it's it's probably not close either. It's not close. It's, I mean, it's really, it's not like I, it there's any on, other competition. Well, it depends really. on what they do with Guardians Three. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it worked for a video game, Arkham Asylum, one of my favorite games of all time. Probably one of the great games of all time. Um, I'd like to see that. There's a there's a Daredevil book called uh, Born Again, where the Kingpin finds out who Daredevil is and then breaks down his life over the course of like a month, like makes him go insane. And that's what this sounds like. Uh, I, so I, I would have been down for it. I wish we'd have got more Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. We really only got him. In well, PS you know, scenes. you know, if if we get him, if we get him. You know who we get next, Zach. You know who we get. Eisenberg. <laughs> we get more Eisenberg. Oh, no, they're working together. They're working together. Fucking Jesse Eisenberg. I don't want Zuckerberg. I don't want him. Uh, I don't want him. You don't you like him. Like it. You will like it. Yeah, isn't that shocking, Cooper? I don't like him. Huh. Eisenberg sucks. I don't like him. I don't <laughs> like him. I don't like him. Huh. Interesting. Uh, uh, here's some directors that were considered to replace Ben Affleck before they landed on Matt Reeves. They made the right choice. I think we can all agree. Uh, Ridley Scott, George Miller, who directed uh, the Mad Max movies and also was supposed to direct a Justice League movie in the early 2000s before it got scrapped. And Denny Villeneuve. 
Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. He made Dune. It's all right. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think it worked out in the end. Well, I'm thinking they probably offered him, but he said, no, I'm going to do Dune instead. Because I'm reading through that Dune coffee book that I got that uh, Tanya LaPointe, his wife, makes a book about all the movies he makes, goes behind the scenes. And Dune was his number one film he's wanted to make since a kid. He's a huge fanatic of the films, and it's an excellent read. Oh, yeah. So, well, save for the Dune pod. Yeah, so they murdered it. Save for the Dune pod. If Ridley Scott would have just, you know, whatever he put out, he would have defended it hardcore like he does every single movie he puts out now. Yep. No thanks. George Miller would have been interesting. I would have been down for George Miller just because I've read his ideas for the Justice League in the early 2000s. And he had some really, it's just actually a shame it got scrapped because I think that could have been cool. But obviously the answer is Denny, but I think it worked out. I mean, Matt Reeves, talk about passion projects. We got two really solid films out of it. Yeah. I mean, you talk about passion projects, Cooper. Every interview I've seen with Matt Reeves, I watched an hour and a half interview with Matt Reeves on YouTube oh my gosh. talking about how he's wanted to make a Batman movie his whole career and it's since he was a kid. So, I mean, it worked out. He based Bruce Wayne on Kurt Cobain and Michael Corleone. You don't uh, say. That was interesting. He based the Riddler on the Zodiac Killer. That's for fucking sure. And... The vengeance theme was taken from Kevin Conroy's speech about vengeance in Batman the Animated Series. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Covering all the bases. And he said Gotham and the overall atmosphere of the city was inspired by the French Connection, Chinatown, all the president's men, taxi driver, and various Hitchcock works. Which, Cooper, I know you're familiar with a lot of those movies. Yes. Yes. I need to work through that Hitchcock pack. Yeah, I need to watch some of them. They're on they're on Peacock. I need to watch a lot of them. And we need to watch the French connection sober. <laughs> well, you don't like turning it off and then switching to um stand by me. No, no, no. Assault on Precinct 13. <laughs> oh, Actually, which I, one? I did like that. The, the OG. John Carpenter one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a goddamn C. <laughs> <laughs> Said that all night. Said that literally all night. Uh, here's who was considered for Batman. Pattinson was the favorite the whole time, but here's who was considered. Nicholas Holt, miss me. Oh, please, please miss me. Nicholas Holt, for those who don't know, played J.R.R. Tolkien in the Tolkien biopic and played Beast in the newer Beast. X-Men movies. I, He's in Mad Max as well. I don't even recognize the name or any of those movies. Exactly. There you go. Uh, I'm glad this one didn't work out. Army Hammer. What's that, Zach? L. What's that? <laughs> L. I think he would have taken the vengeance theme a little too far. Well, I think his last paycheck came from Death of the uh, Death on the Nile. So, what from actually murdering his coworkers? Yeah, <laughs> Cooper watched that Death on the Nile. I liked it. Well, I like. Oh, I, I thought it was boring as hell, and I knew oh, in the first few minutes that it was, it was fine. It wasn't uh, as good as the first one. I was surprised who the victim was. He told me. I was surprised. Yeah. Uh, and then Aaron Taylor Johnson was also considered. Yeah, you can miss me as well. Would have been all right. I think it would have been all right. He'd have been all right. Um, I'd say out of those three, he's probably the best. He was. He's 
He was in Godzilla. Uh, that's right, he was. And he was in Kick-Ass. He was in Kick-Ass as well. He's scheduled to be Craven the Hunter next year in the Craven movie, so it worked out for him, I guess. But Pattinson was the favorite. Christian Bale supported Pattinson after the fan backlash, and he compared it to the backlash when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker. That's fair. Yeah, it worked out. Cooper, this is going to kill you. I think I already told you this. It's going to kill you if I haven't. Zoe Kravitz was chosen as Catwoman ahead of Anna Darmus. What are we doing? I, I, I made that meme. Why? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. You did. You did. Why? Why? Crying. <laughs> we were robbed of that. We were robbed of it. But I'm guessing she said no oh. because she was in James Bond. Yeah, yeah, for like five minutes. And she killed it. Yes, yes, absolutely. I wanted more. Like, I, maybe she was making deep water. Maybe she, she was she's making, making deep water. Her, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Ah, uh, that's right. Uh, that will definitely be viewed. It's NC rated NC seventeen because of well, if you know her story, she yes, she gets Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah. Um, I mean, it worked out. Zoe Kravitz was great, but Anna Darmus. I'm left wondering what that could have been. How are you? How are I'm you left, I'm, I'm left wondering. Yeah, <laughs> visualizing in my head. I don't have enough posters on my wall. <laughs> and then Paul Dano was cast as the Riddler after Jonah Hill dropped out of negotiations. I think this one worked out. It did work out. I can't. I, look, I respect Jonah Hill as a serious actor. Okay, but I just cannot see this. <laughs> I can't see it. I can't he's see laughing. it. Cooper's laughing his ass off. I mean, I like Jonah Hill a lot, but he's you know normally the charismatic type. So the thought of him just trying to be the Riddler. You ever seen the old Batman uh, college yeah. videos? Yeah. It would just feel like that. <laughs> well, apparently he had a different take on the character. I would assume more... Not, I, I think he would have brought light to the character, kind of like a Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's exactly how I was picturing it. Yeah, I don't, and I think Reeves just was going with a darker direction obviously and i thought dano fit just fine i mean if if jonah hill had wanted to do the penguin i think he could have pulled that off yeah sure sure we get fat jonah hill again always right in the world and it's unrecognizable like feral was i mean that worked out too feral killed it but i don't i didn't take hill for the riddler type i don't think he could you know i could have seen him being the not commissioner gordon but uh the other main cop one with the weird voice throughout the film Who's always dogging Commissioner Gordon? I, I could see him being the the one who got chief. eaten by rats. Uh, yeah. Uh, tough L. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, but like I said, this movie was intended to launch a Batman shared universe, which I cannot <laughs> fucking wait for. Um, sequels could include Mister Freeze as a villain, uh, the Court of Owls, which is like a secret Boy. society of Gotham. The Calendar Man. I want to talk about that one really quick. Go ahead. I know the end of the film. They tease the Joker. I thought it was going to be Two-Face because his face is really messed up. That's what I thought, too. And then, you know, I'm sick of the Joker. And so what I would love for them to do in the sequel, if they're going the director or the detective route, which I still hope they keep with, Calendar Man 
the long Halloween featured calendar, man. It was fantastic. And I would love to see more of that. Cause it would also work well with, you know, trying to play off of seven or the game, you know, these elements of time to try and solve it. And the thought of the Joker being in Arkham the whole time, maybe they even bust out the Riddler. Cause they talk about, Oh, ever Gotham loves a comeback story bust out the Riddler whose cell is right next door to the Joker. And they just leave the Joker, the whole film in his cell, you know, kept teasing him, kept teasing him. And he just stays there. Be hilarious. Just turn it on people. Talk about, cause you said that to me before the pod, the seven and the Batman comparison. Talk about that. Cooper. It was something I noticed. I finished watching it again about two hours ago. And I noticed that the movie starts on Halloween and it ends on November 6th. So seven, of course, set across seven days as well. And they're trying to solve a mystery as well. You have these dark elements, a murder each day. And the only real difference is that these murders are not linked to a specific sin or guilt, but they're all linked to specific people. So it's not exact, but it's as close as you could go without plagiarizing. That's what I really enjoyed from it. And you have these newer people on this case with, you know, some old veteran Commissioner Gordon being the veteran, Batman's the new guy who's you know, your Brad Pitt. It works well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. The calendar man would have worked. It's good. That would work very well. Bryce just recently saw seven. Yeah, that was another recent one. Probably won't watch it again. I mean, that's what? fair. It's not that I didn't hate it. It's not that I didn't hate it. It's an unsettling watch. So I'll yeah, that. just nah. But uh, yeah. not everyone's fucking weird like us, Cooper, and watch. Oh, they don't. Like they a, don't want to watch Martyrs. Yeah, I'll never. No, watch that again. absolutely not. I will never ever speak of that film again. I'm gonna pretend I didn't see it. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> uh, and then Hush was the other villain, which could also play into the detective one. Hush is a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne. Um, he defaces people and then uses them to make a new face for himself because he's disfigured. Uh, That's always fun. Yeah. So that could be another serial killer. That's actually a side plot in Arkham City. Um, You have to solve the Hush mystery, but yeah, that would be a good one too. That's a great book as well. Batman Hush. Penguin HBO series coming soon. That's been announced. Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell uh, reprising his role. The yes. Arkham Asylum series has been greenlit. Yes. Thank God. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. I cannot wait. But I'm with you, Cooper, uh, on the Joker. I'm kind of sick of him. We've gotten too much Joker. We've had three different Jokers since 2008. So I don't, we don't need another but, one. But aren't you just a little bit curious? No. The direction that they, that they would take him? No. I mean, I like the clip. I like the clip. I, I like. I thought Barry Kagan did a solid job, but I was kind of hoping when I saw the scars, I was kind of hoping it was Two Face, because he said Gotham loves a comeback story. So I thought, oh, Two Face. Well, plus with the big prosecutor dying in that explosion, you know that would have been sweet. Yeah, it would have been. But I, if. If he just kept him as like a side character that Batman has a history with and everybody knows who the Joker is, that'd be fine with me. That'd be fine with me. I don't think he needs to be a main villain again. If he's an afterthought villain, almost like a 
a backseat villain. Like if he was like how Ra's al Ghul was in the last two Dark Knight movies. Just like okay. or the Green Goblin in the in Spider Man two and three. Something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Or uh, I guess more it'd be more like Scarecrow in the Dark Knight trilogy. I think mm-hmm. more more something like that. Like a secondary villain, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, All right, just keep him locked up. Just, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Keep him locked up. Uh, the plot synopsis. When the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. It's a hell of a plot. I mean, the, the Wayne family is involved. The Wayne family takes an L in this movie. They take an L. They, the, I mean, Thomas Wayne is always played up as this, like, perfect perfect like godlike figure in the, in the Gotham City legends and he was not in this like he was not that at all so I thought that was interesting um, so we got the Batman directed by Matt Reeves obviously did the latest Planet of the Apes trilogy which uh, I enjoyed I haven't seen the second one but I've seen the first one the third one and I liked it um, produced by Dylan Clark and Matt Reeves Written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig. Music by Michael Giacchino, who did The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Rogue One, Coco, and the latest Spider-Man trilogy. So the man has been busy. The man has been busy. Checks. <laughs> Checks. Every one of those scores bangers, I gotta say. Uh, cinematography by Greg Frazier. Which he by- did. Greg Frazier did Dune. Rogue One and Zero Dark Thirty, amongst a few others. Checks. Checks as well. All great movies. Edited by William Hoy and Tyler Nelson. And of course, starring Robert Pattinson, Bobby Pats, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro, Colin Farrell, and Andy Serkis. Currently at an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It was at like an 8.6 when it came out. Um, Three and a half out of four stars on RogerEbert.com. Two hours and 56 minutes. $200 million budget. Um, and as of the last time I checked, it was at $721 million box office. It's definitely gone up since then. So. Uh, honestly, reading through you know all the people involved with this, I mean, I was always hyped from Robert Pattinson, but like I said, I didn't have the highest hopes going into it, so anywhere it went was good for me. And then seeing the director, which, yeah, the Apes trilogy is fine. Seeing the, you know, Michael Giacchino, I, I thought his scores and even in this one are kind of forgettable. Not terrible, but not wowing like, you know, the Zimmer score for he did The Dark Knight, correct? Yes. On Zimmer. Yeah. And reading through the people who wrote this, it seemed like they didn't do a lot of incredible films. Truly, the cinematography, Greg Frazier, I think he's one going into it he was who i thought would really save this film if it was going to pieces I, they all killed it but i really love the cinematography in this and i really think that's what i'll pull it together you had some hesitations i remember you when before you went and saw this you had some you had some 
and that's why I looked concerns. up the whole cast who was involved. And that's why I was thinking really, it's all about the cinematography. Yeah. Uh, another performance. I love John Turturro as yes. Falcone. One of the greatest supporting actors of all time. That's yeah, no doubt. Did you, I really enjoyed a uh, circus. I enjoyed circus. I too. really did. Like you kind of get the, the Pennyworth, uh, storyline with with uh, with Alfred this time around. I know there was already the spinoff show, but I think that would be if that show wasn't out. That that spinoff series would be interesting. You know, the the army days, and um, I don't know. I really like that. Personally, I thought his role was kind of forgettable. Not bad, just kind of forgettable. He was a solid. I thought it was a solid younger Alfred because. We use other than Jeremy Irons, I guess he wasn't that old, but like Michael Caine, Alfred, old as fuck. The '90s Alfred, old as fuck. Like it was nice to see a younger Alfred who was like in his fifties or something, you know, not like in his eighties on the doorstep of death. It was kind of it was it was cool to see. But um, thoughts on this take on Batman? Are you glad the detective elements were highlighted, Bryce? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that we've had in a live action film that's been depicted yet. And yeah, I do like that. I think it's it's different from, you know, just the Cape Crusader that, you know, we all love. We get something um, yeah, different, right? You get the noir feel. I like the uh, the narration over the film. I honestly thought we would get more. I wanted more. By the time it was over, I, I really wanted more of that. But yeah, I was absolutely glad it was highlighted. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing, you know, it's supposed to be in his first two years and seeing them struggle with the URL part by, you know, seeing the nice contacts that he has for his technology, listing in, working through his, you know, phone contacts at the city to get a hold of people, going to Falcone's place. Really enjoyed it. And I'm glad I enjoyed the narration, but I'm glad that they didn't overuse it because it's nice when a movie is show, not tell. Yeah, I enjoyed the 40 or uh, the narration too. Uh, I, I thought we were going to get more of it when it started with the narration, but I thought we got a solid amount of it. All right. So Bryce talked about the detective elements. Uh, I know, Cooper, you liked it, but I want your take on the younger. The younger Batman, because honestly, I think the youngest Batman we ever got in a movie was in a live action movie was probably Bale and Batman Begins. That's probably the youngest we'd seen up to that point, which I can't remember if I don't know if I'm remembering this right, but I think Robert Penson might be older than Christian Bale when Christian Bale first played Batman. Don't call me on that, though. But either way, it's nice to see the younger elements. You know, I, I like the first two years thing that they have. I know there's the whole Batman Year oh, One yeah. comics. Yeah, Batman Year One was a banger. Especially because we had George Clooney, who really was the older Batman right before this. So it's a good foil. Yeah, and Ben Affleck, too. Ben Affleck was, uh, I think that, that version of Batman was supposed to have been uh, 20 years 20 years as Batman, so... I, I actually like... Yeah, the that's what I meant. Yeah, Ben Affleck. I like the younger take because I think there's more you can do with it because with... 
I feel like there was only I think Bryce hit on it. There was only so much you could do with the Ben Affleck Batman because he was so old, and now you have like the shared universe. Who who knows how long it could go on because he's so young, and he's only one year or two years in. So, uh, the biggest complaint with this movie has been the runtime. Uh, I don't care. I don't give a shit. It's <laughs> silly. This is just silly. If we can sit there for four hours and, and watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, I don't care if this is three. The, this we talk is very... <laughs> we is a tough term to use there. I could not sit through that. I tried and I felt it was boring. But with the Batman, okay. I okay. kind of wish it was an extra well, 10 minutes. Because I think that would really have fleshed out. I know Zach touched on it earlier, but the Riddler's final plot is you didn't really see a lot of foreshadowing, which really feels like the Riddler's thing. You know, oh, here's this big grand scheme for the final bit. And it seemed like they just kind of wrap it up as, oh, you forgot about this part. Oh, you didn't catch that yet? You're not as smart as I thought you were. Yeah, I mean, that's when I thought... You brought that up to me when I said I have a problem with the Riddler flooding the city. It seemed a little too over the top. And you, I forget what you said, Cooper, but it made sense. And I was like, yeah, it's not so bad anymore. Well, it was one of those where, yeah, the Riddler always has a big grand scheme. And we've seen, you know, the Joker shut down the city with, you know, threatening to blow up the boats and the tunnels and all that. We saw Bane with a nuclear bomb. This, to me, felt like the one time Gotham has really been fucked over the most while also being fairly realistic you know it's we saw in his kitchen in the riddler's apartment all of the bomb making uh, chemistry devices and we see just a couple vans parked around near some seawalls and that's compared to oh getting a whole lot of henchmen to help you out oh manning's managing to spring all these people out of Gotham jail and overrun the city with your nuclear bomb that you steal. You know, it's also the fact that that's not how the nuclear device would have worked, but okay, that's beside the point. This one felt... I I hate to say realistic, but it seemed like the most approachable end for a villain. I think realistic is actually not the... It's not the wrong term to use. Yes, it's hard to imagine a whole city flooding from it, but just the fact that that's seven vans parked around, that's the realistic aspect of it, that a man's doing this together. I mean, we've seen in real life bombers do that. Like, um, you know, Timothy McVeigh with his big semi-truck bombing Oklahoma City. We saw all the mail bombs from um, Kaczynski, where he sent, I believe, seven packages. The first uh, World Trade Center bombing in the 90s. That was a truck. Mm -hmm. 93 yeah. yeah yep so we've seen stuff like that so i i would say but i don't know i, I just think the runtime complaint is invalid especially if it's a good movie like who gives a fuck who cares yeah it's silly and yeah i mean again we four hours to me i thought it was fine with, with justice league three hours is fine here um and and honestly i didn't have a problem with with uh, the flooding of the city like i told i I told you, Zach, this. I, I was like, I think it kind of opened Bruce Wayne and Batman's eyes, right? It's not, you're not going to save the city. You are a symbol for the city. And that's what he turned in, right? So even the said, shot of yeah. him, right? The shot of him leading the people through the water with a flare. I mean, 
Awesome shot, by the way. But I mean, that that's what it is right there. That's that's where you need Batman. That's what they need. They don't need you to, to save the entire city. It'd be nice, but... Which, that's also the whole point of it at the end, is he hears him say, I'm Vengeance, the last Riddler shooter, and he realizes, oh, he needs to change his whole approach as Batman. And so you make a good point about it. And yes, yeah, also him loading people onto the helicopter at the end. Yeah, that was a hell of a scene, by the way. He's there to clean up, literally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's work that you didn't see you, yourself doing, but it's what has to be done. So I want to get into the best scene because that's definitely in the running, I would say. Um, Alfred and Bruce in the hospital room where Bruce confronts him about his father and Alfred tells him the truth and they kind of have like a little bonding moment. Um, Selena infiltrating the iceberg lounge with the Wayne tech. I thought was pretty badass. Yes. The Wayne tech in this, in this movie was awesome. Yeah. Maybe the best depiction of Wayne tech we've ever seen. Which it all is real tech that exists today. Those contacts like that do exist. Fuck. It was a Google project from about 10 years ago. That's that's insane. Uh, the Batman the penguin, the Google glasses. Yeah. No, they had actual contacts as well. <laughs> I, I've seen pictures of them where they look like a circuit board printed into the contacts. I think it was more for augmented reality, but they work well for video capture. Then the Batman penguin chase scene uh, from the trailer, which is epic. The Riddler and Batman interrogation room scene. I feel like every Batman film has an interrogation scene now, ever since The Dark Knight. Uh, Riddler kills the mayoral candidate in his own house. Uh, I did not expect it to open with that either. You know, I no. thought the Riddler would do and some the big grand murder, and then when it just beats the shit out of him with the carpet scraper, Absolutely was not expecting it. Absolutely set the tone, like Bryce said. Um,. And then the DA death scene at the funeral service. Um, and then finally, Bruce finds out about his father's past and the Riddler's <laughs> little maze. I'm honestly... Riddler killing the mayoral candidate was pretty... I don't know. I don't know if it was the best scene, but it was the scene where I went like, whoa, this is different than any, than any <laughs> Batman movie I've seen before. For me... I was going to say at first the car chase scene because I really like the car design in it. Mm. And watching it bust through the concrete sewer drains was sweet. But I think I'm going to go the whole funeral scene. Really watching him walk up those steps. You see people in the city talk about him, about how he's really been gone. He's he's not there as a person. He's not there as Bruce Wayne. He's really just a shell at that moment in time. That's what I like. There's a mm. lot to unpack in that scene. I mean, Bryce told me about... The the dude, say it, Bryce. The dude. The dude yeah, I, he recognizes a guy, and it, it that thread was kind of left undone. I I mean, there's a lot of theories out there about it, right? We obviously don't know. We haven't had that revealed yet, but it was just kind of brushed over because there's so much happening in that scene. It it almost kind of gets forgotten. So I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with that guy. Well, he recognizes... Are you talking about the one police officer who recognizes him as Bruce Wayne? Or... He was wading through the crowd and he and 
kind of caught his eye and they had a small conversation. He's like, and Bruce says, I recognize you. Oh, and yes, yes, yes. The guy who's waiting in line. Yeah. Just yeah. regular Joe Schmo. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Like, what is he doing here? And how do you know him? So definitely something to keep an eye on. But yeah, I mean, there's My, a, there is a lot going in there. My thoughts is maybe the guy is supposed to be someone in an orphanage. Maybe that's where he got him from, something from his childhood. I don't know. Maybe. But he seemed could, old. He just seemed older, though. It could be an older version. I mean, I don't know. Zach was talking about Hush earlier, about some childhood friend. I, I don't know. But say. Maybe it could be something like that. It could be maybe. Hush. They were around the same age. Uh, I think Hush. His name's Tommy Elliott. His did you sense any disfiguration though? No, I didn't. Or any sense that that face was fake? I did not. Which we could just see a hush origin story if they bring him in. Right. True. True. I mean, there there are a lot of theories out there on that. Well, I thought it was so. interesting that it was left undone, especially in a three-hour movie where he had plenty of time to to do it, and they didn't. So definitely definitely looking forward to whoever that is and i kind of like that they didn't touch on it because not every mystery has all of its elements solved and for one that's supposed to be really big about detective elements it's good that especially batman who's supposed to fail and does fail at points throughout the film i like it yeah can't catch them all um let's get into the performances here Obviously, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne and Batman. I was blown away by the performance. And I will say this. I think I said to... I think I said to both of you. If he puts in another performance this good, I'll, I'll just say he's the best Batman we've ever had on the big screen. Oh. We'll just say yeah. yeah, no, um, I think that's fair. If he puts in I, another one, I'd say he's the best live-action Batman. That's what I would say. Yeah. He's not as suave as Quish, uh, Christian Bale, which I think you know a lot of people really like him in that aspect as the big playboy. But this one feels a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how Pattinson's Bruce Wayne evolves because I don't think he's. Yeah, always we didn't be, get a lot. No, I don't think he's always going to be this loner. You know, because evolving is always harder than established. And you know, Christian Bale came in as this established man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we really don't get the the Bruce Wayne playboy vibe from from the Pattinson Wayne, which is again fine. I'm I'm fine with you know I I think eventually, like you said, it'll probably snap out of it. But no, I thought he was awesome. Well, I he think was a that great that might be what they do in the next one because they talk about the mayor is all like, oh hey, you haven't really been involved with the foundation, and I'd like to get you more involved. Perhaps that's where we see him more as a playboy. Yeah, we could. Mm. Especially if uh, Zoe Kravitz comes back to town, which we'll, we we might see. We might. Miss me on the love story. Ah, why? I thought it was fine. I, I kind of liked it. To me, I thought it was the best approach of a Batman love story that we've seen on screen. Why, Bryce? Yeah, I don't know, man. It just just for what if we, if we're gonna do everything different, right? Okay, let's do this one different. Emotionally detached from everything about himself I like it though he finds another loner compared to you know Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises where sure he's 
a husk of a man in his mansion and she's coming in to steal jewels but it just kind of felt like two hot people really just trying to hook yeah. up it didn't feel like two loners really needing another connection especially after zoe kravitz loses her roommate and you know robert right. Pattinson nearly loses alfred yeah right. to me it feels like there's more of a connection no i agree with that i agree with that paul dano as the riddler uh i'm gonna use this as a segue but i'm gonna say creepy as fuck creepy as fuck typical paul dano probably the creepiest performance he's ever had other than prisoners prisoners is very creepy as well which is hilarious given if you look at him he just kind of looks like a teddy bear yeah right you know you wouldn't yeah. expect a serial killer out of this guy, but... But he also kind of looks like your very stereotypical pedophile, so it works well. <laughs> well, if you've, if you've seen Night and Day with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz, Paul Dano is in this, and the character that he plays is exactly what you would expect Paul Dano to be like in real life. <laughs> I just, saw that like, movie quite once, and I do not remember it. Yeah, it just he's just like very quiet, nerdy, scrawny dude. You're like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. But then you watch him in prisoners, you're like, there's no way that's the same guy. There's no way. And then Which, you watch him as Riddler, and it's crazy. It's crazy to see. Him being cast when they announced that, that was actually the one I was most hyped about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you've seen prisoners, yeah, how could you not be? I remember when he was cast. I mean, you were hyped for that, Cooper. I remember that. But I'm going to use this as a segue into our top five portrayals of Batman villains in the live-action realm. This is my segue. So I'm going to start with Bryce. You're number one. Or you know what? You're number five. You're number five. You're number five Batman live-action villain portrayal. Okay. Uh, my number five, I'm going to go with Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face. Nice. I really liked his character. Um, once he was turned, I I don't know. I really liked it. You know, it, when you look at Two-Face as a whole, I really enjoyed his depiction of that. Cooper, who's your number five? Um, I was trying to actually count out which five live action people I can even think of. I, I might go Jack Nicholson Joker. You know, I really like oh, it. He nice. plays a good middle ground. The OG. Actually, oh, number five, I might go because I think I'll bump Nicholson up. I think number five, I'll go Mr. Freeze, which I know he's not a comic God actor, but damn it. I love <laughs> Mr. Freeze in that. No, like he, you want it, it was a campy Batman and he killed it. I still see you. God damn it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Schwarzenegger makes the cut. Is he, on, is he on the list? You Not all expected. remember him, don't you? You all remember those lines, even if you don't remember the films, and that's what made him so good. He's memorable, <laughs> and he was fun. And he got a fat check for that movie. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. A fat check and demanded top billing. So joke is that well I remember him more than anything else from that film so it worked yeah I mean that's that's well really over Uma really really I honestly I kind of forgot she was in the film <laughs> I'll admit I remember hot. her from other works okay like very <laughs> hot 
I'm sorry. I'm remembering your panic line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't need to say it. We don't need to say it. Uh, my number five, Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul. Liam Neeson makes the cut. Ra's al Ghul, low key, wow. like a top, maybe a top four Batman villain, just in Batman lore. He's immortal. He's, uh, and he's like a skilled swordsman. So great villain in all adaptations of Batman. And Liam Neeson like lingers on in that trilogy. So I liked it. I liked it. And I'm going to keep it. I'll take the number four and then we'll go back around. So number four, I have Tom Hardy as Bane. Number four. Okay. Number four. Uh, to Cooper's point about Schwarzenegger, memorable. This was definitely a better performance than Schwarzenegger. There's no doubt about that. Bane was probably the best part of that movie. Um, and so many quotable lines, much like all the villains in that trilogy. So, in a depiction of Bane we never seen before, like a warlord who was a skilled tactician. We never. Whereas in Batman and Robin, Bane was portrayed as a, a dumbass and a henchman. And most most adaptations, he's just like a, mind, a mindless giant who's as strong as fuck. But now, he was a giant and he was ripped. But obviously, a skilled mind behind that. Behind that, so Cooper, you're number four. That's probably where I'll put Jack Nicholson's Joker. Nice, because I thought he did a good middle ground between you know serious and campy. Yeah, he did. He did. He's he started it all for the major. <laughs> The major Batman motion pictures. So. Bryson, your number four. I'm gonna go Dano here. Oh wow! I'm gonna put Dano there. Lower than for... I thought. Yeah, well, I mean, given my top three, I don't know that you're really gonna be upset about it, but I think Dano's right there at four. For all the reasons we said. How about your number yeah, three? Yeah, we'll talk about it. My number three. That's where I'm gonna put Nicholson. I mean, you can't disrespect OGs like that. No, you can't. Uh, I mean, what can you say? What else can you say about Nicholson as the Joker? That hasn't been said already. So. Heath, Heath Ledger took a lot of inspiration from Joker. That was his big thing. Was he wanted to do right by Jack Nicholson? And goddamn, he did. Yes, Cooper, you number three. I think three is where I'll put Paul Dano's Riddler. Nice. My number three is Jack Nicholson as a Joker. Uh, watched this movie not too long ago. Um, really, a lot darker than I remembered. Uh, way darker than I remembered. Uh, a lot of murders. Uh, a, a newswoman is killed on screen, on air, live. Dies. <laughs> Which I might have Nicholson Joker higher if I'd seen the movie recently, but I haven't seen it in years. But... I remember my grandparents had the VHS and it was such a simple VHS. It was a it was a black case or a black sleeve with the Batman logo and that was it. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. So um I have Jack Nicholson as the Joker's third. Cooper. Uh or actually I'll go. My number two, Paul Dano as the Joker. Wow. Paul Dano as the two. Yeah, number two. I was blown away. I was blown away, dude. Wow. Blown the fuck away. He killed it. He was a serial killer. He was literally the Zodiac killer in this movie. So I I gotta, I gotta give him, gotta give him props. I mean, I think we all have the same number one, but by a mile, 
but Paul Dano, I would have my number two. So, Cooper, your number two. Number two, I was thinking Two Face at first from the Dark Knight series, you know, Aaron Eckhart, but looking at a list of portrayals, I'm almost thinking Cillian Murphy's Scarecrow because he does that good comparison of crazy guy with the mask on to just real irritating psychologist with the mask off who's like, oh, well, this is just how it is. He's in my control. Nothing you can do about that. Go talk to the judge. You know, really just pissing off. Um, it wasn't Maggie Gyllenhaal. Who first played? Katie Holmes. Um, yes. Really pissing her off in yeah. Batman Begins. Man, I could go for a rewatch on Batman Begins. <laughs> for the yeah. 27th time. <laughs> Bryson, your number two. I'm gonna go with Danny DeVito. Yes, I like it. I like I, it. I, I like. I mean, it. I, I mean, he's eating raw fish for the role. I mean, you have to respect that. I you have to it. respect it. Is anyone else gonna do that? I wanted to put him in my top five so bad. I wanted to. Oh, I went for it. I I, I went full send on it. I haven't seen Batman it. Returns fully, honestly. No, oh, man. That's fine. That's fair. I, I mean, if you just if you get the good Devito scene, that's all you need. Dude, he's now. No, I was only ever saw it on TV, so I never got to see the scene. It's now yeah. I'm sad. He's now canon in DCU with Michael Keaton coming in yeah. as uh, yeah. as Batman in the Flash. Danny Devito's Penguin is now canon. And number one, I think we all have the same. Uh, yeah. Heath Ledger is the Joker. We don't need to say anything about that. Right. Nothing, nothing needs to be said. I thought it was interesting. None of us included Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, I didn't really count that. No, I didn't either. There's no Batman. Involved. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I thought somebody might have had it, but no, I had the same mindset. Uh, some honorable mentions I had. They all got mentioned by you guys. Uh, DeVito is the Penguin. Uh, Cillian Murphy as a scarecrow and Aaron Eckhart has Harvey Dent Two-Face honorable mentions in there. Um, let's go ahead and do our top five portrayals of Batman since we already talked about Pattinson. Live action only. Uh, all due respect to Kevin Conroy. I think Kevin Conroy overall is the best Batman of all time. Uh, he did the voice of Batman and basically any animated thing you've seen except some movies uh he was the the voice in batman the animated series batman beyond justice league all the movies we've talked about so far so whenever i read a batman book that's the voice i read it is kevin conroy he's also a voice of batman in the arkham games so he is batman to me but x i left him off it pained me to do it, but I left him off. So uh, my number five is Adam West because I couldn't bear to put, I couldn't bear to put Val Kilmer or George Clooney on here. So I went Adam West. <laughs> the OG. To be fair, I'm, I'm be straight with you. I had the exact same thought process. I also same. have Adam West at five. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same as well. So. Because not only do I get to screw over those two, but I get to put respect on Adam West's name. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm glad we're all right there. Uh, we all had Adam West. Was he all at number five, Adam West? Yes. Yeah. 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 
Bryce, you're number four. I had Batfleck at four. Nice. I'm just not. A, I, I wasn't entirely sold on on Affleck as Batman. I'm still not. Uh, I'm fine with it. It's just it just didn't blow me away. I thought he was solid though. That's why I have him at four. Yeah. Cooper. You know I I saw Batfleck in the Justice League Zack Snyder's Justice League, but beyond that, I never saw any of the other ones. So. I'm really just trying to think between him and Val Kilmer because I just don't remember much of their movies. Really, I can only think of four Batmans, and so but my four really, I guess, would be uh, in that place would be George Clooney. Damn, George Yikes. Clooney made the cut for him. Yikes! I would say out of those two in the '90s. Oh shit! I forgot about um, Keaton. I guess I do have five. Yeah, yeah, I'll put George Clooney at four. George Clooney at four. Adam West at five for Cooper. Uh, I have Michael Keaton at four. Um, another OG. You are such a Batflex stan. No, no. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, you are. Michael yeah, Keaton. Are. He, he's a Zack Snyder fan is what it is. Okay, all right. Pro- yeah. Whatever. Michael Keaton... <laughs> I I feel I feel like I disrespected him putting some people over him, but he was awesome in Batman and Batman Returns. So uh, my number three is Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's my number three. Um, Oke. I like I love I I love his portrayal. So Cooper, your number three, Keaton. Keaton. Bryson. My number three. I'm gonna go Bobby Pats here, be only because we've only gotten one movie. That's okay, fair. I thought he was really good, but we've only had one performance. That's fair. So that's why Bobby Pats is at three. That's fair. Number two, Keaton. Keaton. The OG Keaton. I mean, we're we're talking about prime Keaton here. We are. Talk about fan but, backlash. There was a petition sent to Warner Brothers to have him recast. Because he'd all, he'd he done strictly comedies pretty much, and they're like, "Fuck this." That's how people felt about Bruce Willis and Die Hard, because he'd only done rom coms. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, both of Bruce Willis. Bad. Bruce Willis was taking off the posters. Yeah, they didn't. Think it was gonna be <laughs> which it made for better posters. Let's be real. It it did. Yes, it did. But he became the face. The fact quick. that they took him off. Yeah, that's God. Uh. Two for me is going to be Pattinson. Pattinson, yeah. That's my number two as well. Um, so we all got Bill. We all got Bill, number one. Um, unless Cooper has... No, Falcon. no, it's Bill. Okay. <laughs> well, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, like I said, Pattinson, I'd be willing to put him at one if he put in another movie like this. So... Uh, some other performances. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Better than Michelle Pfeiffer? I'm going to say I'm gonna go yes. You're going to say yes? Go. I was able to relate to her more. Yes, Pfeiffer was hot, but like, Zoe, <laughs> I felt like I cared about her story more. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. If you're talking about character development, yeah. I mean, if we're going to go hottest and Hathaway, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We yeah. were robbed of Anna Darmus, though. We were robbed. We, were we robbed. all heard Blade Runner 2049 and some others. So. We did. We did. But uh, better than Pfeiffer, if you're going to say character-wise, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I still like Pfeiffer's more. Also, yeah, as the seductive type, yes, I'd definitely give it to Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, I just thought Zoe Kravitz really killed it. And I'm excited to see if we get to see her in Bloodhaven, which is where she said she was going. Bloodhaven, uh, that is where Nightwing resides. Nightwing is the first Robin named Dick Grayson. After he was done being Robin, he became Nightwing and moved to Bloodhaven to be like their Batman. So I'm wondering if they run into him at all or if we'll get Dick Grayson in the second one. Who knows? Chalamet, Nightwing, do it. Please. Do it. Chalamet, Nightwing, yes. Please. Uh, Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot and the Penguin. I talked about my theory about him wanting to redeem himself and I'm hyped for his spinoff series for HBO. He was just very charismatic. Very, very charismatic in this role. Very. Really takes the innocent. I'm innocent. I'm not doing anything wrong, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> but that, and I also like how at the end, you know, he's ready to shoot Falco and really upset about, you know, rolling on them. Yeah. So, so you still see he's involved with this underbelly, even if you don't actually get to see much of it. God, I want to watch this right now. I want to watch this movie. I, right uh, yeah, Zach, let's uh, let's call in sick tomorrow. Let's have a movie yeah, day. I'm thinking about it. Good God. That's why I watched it right before this. Yeah. Super, you off tomorrow? You off tomorrow? You going to call in? Uh, I wish, man. I have to go in. I got to wake up at 530. Got to work on this wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah, yes, wind tunnels make a better America. <laughs> this thing sucks. I wish it burned down. We're almost done, Cooper. Don't worry. You can go to bed. Uh, Cooper, gotta let you go. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say these things? They're calling it sabotage. They're calling it inside things? job. You're listening to Circle City Cinema. Is that it? Is it? <laughs> My lawyer has advised me not to comment on the ongoing investigation. Uh. Uh. uh Let's, let's see here. Who got it the worst? One of our famous categories. I have the police commissioner who was eaten alive by rats. It's pretty bad. The DA who was <sighs> detonated by a bomb. And then Gotham getting fucked and flooding. I'm going to say the rats. Yeah, it's got to be the rats. I don't think... I, this is Saw style, you know? This is terrible. This is bad. This is not great. When That's not how you want to go. They showed the trap. Not too. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be worse. It's not great. It could be worse. It's not the way he wanted to go out. It's not the way he wanted to be remembered. I mean, cell phone bomb strapped to your hand isn't great either. No. Going on the bomb, kind of badass way to go out. You know, most people die in like car crashes or cancer. Yeah, I mean, but if I could go out by bomb, that'd be cool. hand, But it was taped to your hand. Well, like, no, he had were... the collar around his neck. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. But still. What would be worse, that phone bomb or the phone, the phone bomb? Oh, inside the guy. Inside, oh, inside, hundred percent. Because yeah. you have to, you're probably awake while you're being cut open. You have this nasty scar. Yeah. It it hurts. My insides hurt. Ah. <laughs> uh. He said there'd be lights, like Christmas. <laughs> Back away from the bars. Yeah, great, great medical staff and. Gotham. Very caring people at GCPD. Gotham Jail. Yeah. 
Slip in the DMs. Cooper, this is somebody on the cast or crew whose DMs you'd want to slip into and get their thoughts on their role in the movie. Mine is Michael Giacchino because he scored No Way Home and then this. And I just want to know his his mindset in each of the movies. Very different. Oh, man, there's, there's like three people in this. I mean, I'd love to talk to Benson, just say I did. I'd love to slide into Kravitz DMs for different reasons. <laughs> and uh, Uber, I, I think with your answer... We need you to call HR. My my number one pick would be probably the cinematographer Greg Frazier. Yeah, just because I really enjoyed Rogue One, I really enjoyed this. I want to know what his inspirations were. I mean, I could see some of them. You know, you talked about it earlier, Godfather, things like that. Bryson, mm, this one's interesting. Um, I mean, it's probably it's probably going to be the guy uh, that that Bruce Wayne talked to at the funeral that he said he recognized. We know absolutely nothing other than this. Yeah. He's obviously going to be a character down the line. Who are you? What is at least your name? Then I can trace it back to where we're at. It's just something that's ever since I've seen it, it's just been kind of, it's been kind of at me. Like, who is this? Where are we going with this? Um, I think it'd be also a weird thing that they focus on. What was, uh, was the son, the, the son of, um, his name escapes me now. Uh, no, I know who you're talking about. The the son from um, the prosecutor's um, son? Yes, the prosecutor's yeah. son. He was such a main focal point. And I get, you know, Wayne probably, you know, relating to him, you know, losing his dad. Um, you know, I'm sure that's, that's probably what it is. But they showed him an awful lot in this movie. Yeah, they did. An awful lot. And he seems so, too I mean, young to be Robin. This? He seems too young. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I mean, maybe down the line, you know, if you're going to introduce Nightwing, right, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of options there. Which I hope it's Dick Grayson. I hope it's Dick Grayson or Tim Drake, who is the third Robin. So I don't know. We'll see. Um. All right. Some good slip in the DMs there. And then the block in the back award for the most brainless decision in the movie. I'm going the mayoral candidate security detail for uh, not following him into his house, not checking his house, letting anyone get into his house somehow. Schmucks. The absolute schmucks. Schmucks. (laughs) Cooper, block in the back award. Dumbest move in the movie. Uh... I don't know if it really counts, but kind of the seems like some, the bouncer just kind of let Batman into that club. Like he just kind of <laughs> powered his way through the real easy. And then later on, yeah, let's just let Bruce Wayne in. Like no one could recognize the jawline. He was there <laughs> days ago. I mean, this no. all takes place over the course of a no, week. He put a mask on. It's different. It's different. I guess okay. he did hit them so hard that they yeah. definitely have brain damage. Like that shooter at the end, after he does all his roids to go after the last Riddler shooter, that guy is dead. He's dead. Bryson. Mine is probably going to have to be the penguin for thinking he was actually going to get away <laughs> from a Batmobile. What sure. did you expect? What did you expect to happen? Okay, this dude's got like... A, a souped up challenger okay and you really think he's just gonna stop because there's a big ball of fire 
No. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Just trying to create Two Face. That's all. Just a bunch of fire. Well, didn't work out. Gentlemen, give me your big loser for the movie. Definitely the chief of police. Yeah. Also, I also just I hated his voice. Yeah. Which I don't know why, because it's very similar to the voice that he had in Chernobyl. I I liked him in Chernobyl a lot. (laughs) Yeah, right. I I like his his voice. Just kind of got to me in this one. I don't know. I'm with you. I didn't like the voice. Big loser. Mm, I think it's Falcone for me. He had the most to lose in the entire the entire thing here. I'm gonna go. Falcone and it all too. came, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it all came crumbling down on him. That's one thing I was never really sure about because I always thought it was pronounced Falcone, but in this movie they pronounce it Falcone a lot. So I I'm really lost. What is the actual pronunciation of it? I don't think there is one because in uh, Batman Begins it's Falcone. Uh, yeah. Then in this it's Falcone. In the cartoon it's Falcone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Italian names. I don't know. I don't know. This is your heritage, Zach. You're supposed to educate us. Falcone, Falcone. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no comment on the Italians I at know. this time. I know. <laughs> the big winner, I'm going Flying Colors, Robert Pattinson. Absolutely. It, it adds to the to the hype that he was, and the momentum he was gaining in his acting career. I mean, and he's working with some of the best, some of the best directors now. Yeah. I mean, oh, we're, we're going big winner in terms of like the actual actors. Whoever you want. Yeah. Whoever okay. Because I was thinking big winner to me is going to be the Riddler because he accomplished all of his goals. Besides, yeah, getting That's Batman to join, but really he got all move. of them. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Big, big winner, big loser. You can pick whoever you want. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. Let's get going. All right, fellas, we're going to finish it out with your top five Batman films. Can be live action or animated. Both are eligible. So I'll start off with my number five. I have uh, Tim Burton's Batman, 1989. Uh, like I said, I rewatched this recently. Way darker than I remember. Um, rating a little low on IMDb. It was one of the highest grossing movies ever when it came out. Um, did the Burton haters come out for it? Yeah, they did. They came out. Um, it really started what could have been a great universe had Tim Burton had stayed, if he had stayed on. But we got two great movies out of it. So, um, Batman '89. That's my t- that's my number five. Uh, Cooper, your number five. Uh just because I saw it recently, because I've not seen enough Batman films recently. I, what is it? Batman and Robin? Is that the one with Mr. Freeze? <laughs> Damn it. Oh you're kidding gosh. me. Why is... It's just so much fun. It's just a fun film. It doesn't take it's itself seriously. It's a joke. Yeah, and it's, it's a, a good joke. No. It's not what it's supposed to... No. Best thing. Best thing. My He's number got... five, Return of the Joker. Yeah, this is probably a recency bias thing, but I really enjoyed it. Uncut uh, is awesome. I mean, you get some kind of brutal deaths. I mean, you get two people shot with a flag through the heart. Bonk. Bonk. (laughs) 
Bonk, massive L. If we did a, if we did biggest loser, Bonk is definitely number one there, uh, for sure. Bonk but, dies. Joker number five. dies. Well, thanks for the spoilers, boys. No problem. <laughs> Come on. No problem. You never seen it? No, I haven't. No. Oh, it's, it's one I'd always heard about, but I could never, I couldn't remember the name of it. So I thought it was the Killing Joke, and I watched that, and it's like, oh, Killing right. Joke is eh. Yeah, I thought like a lot of people were supposed to hype it up, and it's like, hmm. They hyped it up because it got a theatrical release, and none of the animated movies ever get a theatrical release, and it wasn't, it didn't deserve one. It didn't deserve no, one. No, it didn't. It did not. Um, how about Bryce, your number four? My number four is Batman 89. Uh, again, got to respect the OGs. Um, I really like this one. I like Keaton. Uh, like Nicholson great music yeah I mean it's it's what started it all so did, I thought it's really really well done did Danny Elfman do the music for that yeah nice we know how you feel he did that's not the only music he did Cooper yes right. Spider-Man that's right that's right that's right and the Simpsons shut up and shut up this is a Batman pod shut up and the Simpsons think about I, a hero if I have to sit and listen to any more Spider-Man talk at work I'm gonna quit <laughs> you're out I'm gonna quit you're out Elfman <laughs> Cooper you're number four I think I'll also go 89 Batman yeah my number four is Mask of the Phantasm. Ah. Yeah. yeah. It's the only animated film I had that made the cut. Return of the Joker was very tough. Omission, very tough. I still need to see both of those. Um, But ah. yeah, I'll watch them with you, Cooper. They're fucking, they're awesome. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm, until The Killing Joke came out, was the only animated film, animated Batman film to get a theatrical release. Um just amazing amazing movie came out in 1993 I think it's on Netflix right now it's on HBO for sure HBO yeah yeah um my number three Batman Begins Batman Begins I've seen it more times than I can count it's in the top ten for movies I've seen the most ever um the beginning of Bale's saga as Batman so Christopher Nolan Reinventing the franchise. Cooper, are you number three? I'm going to consider it as one film because it's two parts, but The Long Halloween. Watched nice. that recently. Really enjoyed it. And also just because I really enjoyed Calendar Man. I'd never seen it before in any media. Haven't finished the Batman games. Really enjoyed it. Still need to watch the second part. Yeah, I need to, I need to watch that and just in general. Uh, my number three is also Batman Begins. Um... I mean, what what else can you say? I mean, Zach, he covered it. I I enjoyed it. I thought Liam Neeson in another sick role. Love it. Oh, yes. Cool. Your number two, Bryson? It'd be The Batman. Yeah. With Robbie Patz. I think that this is the second best live action movie that we've gotten depicting Batman. And I mean, it. who knows? I mean, it could. I don't think it'll move up. But depending on where they go from here, it could either, you know, move back in my rankings, depending on how good they do with sequels and trilogies, if that's what they decide to do. Yeah, I think we all had the second, did we? 
I think we're all the same on the second and the first. Yeah. Probably yeah. The Batman, second, first, Dark Knight. Yep. Yep. I think it's un- undisputable. I think it the is. Dark Knight, what's also special to me is how, even though IMAX has been around since the 60s, 68 at the World Fair, I believe, is when it was first premiered. Yeah, because you looked but, um, yeah. The Dark Knight was the first film I ever saw in IMAX. Actually, no, I didn't even get to see it in theaters. Shit. Um, but it was the first one I ever remember hearing the term IMAX. And also when it came out, it's what kickstarted Blu-rays. Because there were first couple few films for that on Blu-ray, but no one cared until The Dark Knight came out. Yeah, that is a fact. Nobody cared about Blu-ray until The Dark Knight came out. Um, some honorable mentions I had. Return of the Joker. That was the hardest one to leave off. Um, my favorite animated Batman movie. Um, so that was tough to leave off. Also, Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. Another banger. Um, Batman was Returns. Mr. Freeze, you meant Batman and Robin? No. No. Not that movie. <laughs> and then Batman Returns and The Dark Knight Rises. Tough, tough omissions as well. So Gentlemen, the Bat Pod in the books. Thank you for bearing with me. We had some technical difficulties, but we got through it, so. Uh what's the next pod? Cooper. Any ideas? Cooper, I want to have the pig pod. You got me on the pig pod. I want to do a pig, a pig. Yes. Yeah, I want to do it. The cowards at the Oscars snubbed Michael Sarnowski. Not even a nomination for best original screenplay. Cowards. So, you and I let's let's try and schedule that for the next one, and then um, I'm gonna probably do a Spider-Man pod by myself, just because, just because. And then Spider Man No Way Home. Oh Lord. Spider Man No Way Home, yeah. And then uh we'll do a superhero extravaganza pod once Multiverse of Madness comes out. Um I've had that plan for a while. So need a Dune pod. We yes. have the Dune pod as well. I want just a whole I want a Dune pod, but I also want to do a whole Vilnius pod. Yeah, we will. We'll do that. That's in my agenda. So gentlemen. Bryson, thank you once again for joining me. Of course, of course. Always a pleasure. Cooper, thanks for coming back. Great to be back. Been too long. Yes. And as always, folks, thank you very much for listening. 